everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest, one of my Obsidian fellow sisters, my buddy from Group A, Miss Asamta Vitku. How are you, love? I'm good, thank you. What a What an introduction. Girl, we're just getting started. You're about to introduce yourself because like, y'all know that I'm pretty amazing and I'm pretty connected to some amazing people. But when uh, something I were put in the same group and then like even in a breakout room in a group, um, her just being Nigerian, her style, her glasses, her natural hair, her beauty, I was like, sis, you know? And as we read our poems, I was just like, yep, we're going to have to work together because one thing that Roger um, Robertson mentioned was to try to get a buddy throughout that week. And so I'm so, so grateful for you to be able to be here, tell your story, share with my listeners a little bit about you and all the wonderful things you do. So tell the people a little bit about yourself or something. Wow, 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 wow. That's high praise coming from you. I echo everything you said. I saw you in the group. I think your glasses were red at that point in time. They just like really stood out. You look fire. And then I heard your poems and I was like, okay, she needs to be my friend. And then we actually started talking and realized we had so much in common. There are a lot of parallels in our lives, which I thought was cool. As you said, my name is Asamta Vitku. I am a wedding and special event planner and designer. I'm also a writer and I guess all around Renaissance woman. I do all sorts of things, but the headliners would be events and writing things from poetry to short stories that's me in a nutshell <laughs> i know you said like in your blog you started like being a storyteller from young and then throughout law school you would also kind of think about just your weddings and all this planning. how did you one kind of formulate really come into being a writer and then transition to being an event planner like talk us through that journey Okay, so I have been writing since I was about six years old. I didn't actually talk a lot when I was little, and that was my way of expressing myself. I would write everything down. I used to observe a lot, and I was very much a daydreamer. I would create all kinds of stories in my head, so I would just write them down. I used to journal as well, so that was another form of writing. And then I really, really enjoyed poetry. I can't even remember if poetry was, my love of poetry came from school or before school and then it just grew when I was in, I think we did it in primary school. But the transition from writer to event planner, I can't really say if it was a transition per se because I've always done the two, just not necessarily professionally. I've always planned events. My birthday parties were always something. and it, my birthday parties were never even really about me. It was just always about my friends and having my friends around, like my close friends and making it an experience and just being grateful for life and celebrating with one another because I love to just kind of like keep memories um, and keep track of my life. So the way I ended up where I am is a very roundabout kind of story because I actually studied law and um because I'm Nigerian and like when I told my dad I wanted to study English he was like what are you gonna do with an English degree teach no disrespect to teachers my mom used to be a lecturer but I just knew I didn't want to be a teacher so I thought oh what else has words like law we can just transition to that um but I knew while doing my degree that 
I wanted to be an event planner simply because it would allow me to utilize all my skills. And I always wanted to write on the side. At a point, I probably thought I wanted to be a professional writer, but to me, I've always kind of had an abundant mindset. So I just thought I could do the two. I just wanted my life to be about the doing the things that I love, which is what I'm trying to do now. I plan because I love it. I write because I love it. Um, so yeah, that's how it happened. I finally, because I'm just like, yes, with the fact that claiming like having an abundant mindset, the fact of being able to put all your passions in different things and not having to like only, you know, we're conditioned to think, like you said, you're Nigerian, my parents are Liberian, it's either doctor, lawyer, engineer, like those are the only things that exist in the world. Um, And for you to be able to go beyond that and really challenge those, okay, I can make my parents happy, but also make myself happy by doing what I'm supposed to do, yet making a life that I want to live. And a lot of us, a lot of times, you know, we get so distracted because we don't know really how to figure it out. So I think that's beautiful that you were able to say, okay, though this is what is required of me, this is what I want to show up. And I've been able to use my experiences and passions to bring and live this life that, like you said, you're making memories. You're able to write, you're able to plan, you're able to share and connect and that is amazing. And I think one thing that is reflecting that is the blog that we were mentioning earlier, um, that for me today, for you tomorrow, how you are, yes, being able to share parts of you, but really being able to impact the lives of other women is such an inspiration because as women, you know, we really need a lot of encouragement through life. You know, we're faced with so many challenges. And so um, you just do it so elegantly. You just do it so quality. And so to have that space, um, so what's it like, you know, now we know that you're a great planner, a great writer, you're beautiful. How is it being a wife? What was it like, you know, coming into that role, falling in love, you know, these routines and keeping up with yourself, <laughs> not losing yourself. There's so much things that happens when you become a wife. So as, as owning your professional skills to become who you are, how was it becoming a wife for you? Well, my experience, I have to say, is a bit unique in the sense that the man, the man I married is very unusual. I'll quantify that in a second. So our love story, for want of a better phrase, sounds so cheesy, um, was quite, it, did, it happened quite quickly. So I've spent most of, well, I had spent most of my adult life single because I just thought, I didn't want to date just for the sake of it. Like I, I really love my own company. I have no problems being by myself. I didn't want to just be with someone so I could say I had a boyfriend. Um, Message. Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> and don't listen to any aunties or friends asking you where your man is, because if you end up with the wrong person, they will not be there in the house with you crying. So um, I rushed. There we go. But um, when I finally thought, okay, I'm in a space where I would like to share my life with somebody. At that point, I was just like, well, where do all the cool kids go to meet people online? (laughs) Because at that point in time, like I didn't want to date any of my friends. I kind of knew my friends' friends. And unless I was like out somewhere, it was unlikely I was going to meet somebody. So I thought, let me take my take the matter into my own hands and I tried online dating I didn't have any like horror stories like a lot of my friends did I think I only went on five dates as in I met five people and they were all except the first one he was a shocker but the (laughs) the guys were all really nice but I was just like 
after the first day, I just knew you're not my husband. And it's not even a kind of like, oh, I'm going to marry you right now. There was just something. I was like, you're a nice guy. But and they really were like, oh, I want to see you again. And I thought, yeah, I can see you again, but we're just going to be friends. And so I didn't want to waste anybody's time or my time. And something that I did, well, I did anyway, but specifically during that time was I was really intentional with praying. Like I, I, I was so specific, not with the person, but I just told God, I don't want to waste anybody's time. I don't want to waste my time. You know what I have in my heart. I'm not asking for anything outlandish because the kind of man that I wanted this is probably going to sound super cliche as well, was like my father. I just wanted to marry a man like my dad. Like I love my parents and their relationship. And I wasn't looking for someone who was rich to come and save me or anything. I wanted a man that I could build with, somebody who understood me. And that was it. And considering I was like in my late 20s at that point, where people start telling you it's too late, you should be married, probably having a child by now. I just ignored all of that and focused and I was very clear about what I wanted uh, not in the kind of way where you start turning down like good men or anything you have to learn to compromise but my husband was the fifth person that had messaged me or I was just like yeah after this I'm tired I can tell my mom like I've tried because <laughs> she's starting to get worried at this point I was like no it's fine and um, he just seemed like a really nice guy I like the way he approached me our first date was really nice and he was just very genuine and honest and hardworking and he seemed like a really cool guy. And plus he understood my little references, like somebody who gets your inside jokes. Amazing. Cause marriage is just one long friendship. I believe it should be. Say that. Mm-hmm, that Marry so somebody true. that you can be friends with because I'm not saying they need to be your best friend immediately, but like, you know, they'll grow, you'll grow into that friendship. So after 10 months of us being together, he proposed, much to my surprise. <laughs> and then seven months later, eight months later, we were married. So we, we had been together a year and a half, like at our wedding. That was all the time. Yeah. And here we are now. So like, I was just holding out, like just flabbergasted about the whole story. Cause I'm just like, wow, like she doesn't even know, like this is but literally. <laughs> I had to ask God for a sign and I don't think I'd ever done that. So like I said, God, you know, it feels good. I've been praying throughout, but I need you to give me a sign. Mm, what was your sign? So when I was 19 and I was at university, do you remember that song by Neo I'm, and Fabulous? I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. So one of my like besties at uni, I said to her, girl, this is what I want me and my husband to be. I'm going to be a movement by myself. And so will he. And then we will be a force when we're together. 10 years later, 29, I'm in the car with my husband and I'm driving. And I said, you control the music because like, can you change the song? Because I am focused on the road. And I had asked God for this sign the day before or two days before. Blue sky, nice day, driving along. He puts on the song, that song. And I'd never told anybody in my life except that one girl 10 years before. He puts the song on and he says to me, babe, this is what I want us to be. He's got an American accent. I'm always mocking him. (laughs) It's like, this is what I want us to be. A movement by ourselves and a force when we're together. I looked up at the sky and I said, okay, thank you, God. (laughs) It's clear. I'm, I'm okay. That's it. That's all I needed to know. And I looked at him and he's like, what's going on with you? Like, why are you smiling? I said, I'll explain it some other time. (laughs) But that was my sign. And I always had the most amount of peace being with him. He, the thing that I love about him is that he extends, he extends the same kind of love 
and courtesy and anything to anybody who loves me. It's not just me. He treats everybody in my circle that way. He's such a loving man and so hardworking. And we balance each other. We, we have quite a lot of differences, but we have a lot of similarities as well. So as I was going to say, the transition to marriage wasn't too difficult for me because he's like the most reasonable man I've ever met. Like, so, <laughs> so after all, during our first year of marriage, I bumped, like we went out for different people's birthdays. They're like, how's the, how's the first year going? I'm like, oh, fine. Cause we didn't live together before we got married. So it's like, okay, you live together now. Like, mm, so how's it going? I'm like, yeah, great. And they're like, what? You don't have any issues, like little things. And I was just like, no. So the, the issues that my friends would have with their husbands, such as he doesn't do the laundry or he doesn't, he puts this here and he won't do washing up or all those random little things. I just didn't have that problem. I have to thank his parents really, because they raise him real well. It's because he doesn't have a sister. I always say that to him. I was like, because you don't have a sister who was made to do things for you. You and your brother had to like, and also his parents are good people but he's just so considerate and I'm like super grateful to God. Although when we're around my Nigerian family, we have to pretend not my parents, but like other events, you know, cause if he's running around, they'll be like, why, what's your wife doing? So I'm just like, just sit down, just pretend I'll go and get you some food. He's like, but why? I'm like, mm -mm. exactly. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> dear. This, we're, this now we're in Africa. Like you can't, we can't play these Oibo games here. Oibo in Nigerian means um, like white people. So I'm like, you just sit down. For the listeners who don't know, my husband is white. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I'm I'm just really grateful. So I actually found the transition easy because he's an easygoing man. Uh, maybe at some points in the beginning, I probably put a lot of pressure on myself because society tells you you're supposed to be this type of wife. So then you're trying to fit into that mold, be all things to all men and all of that. Um, but when I kind of sat myself down and shook myself and was just like, you don't have to. Like if you're out and you can't get home to make dinner, like this man can fend for himself. Like it, he's not going to die. You'll be fine. And so, um, yeah, just trying to balance that with my business and life and yeah it I settled in quite well he made it easy hopefully he doesn't listen so he doesn't get a big head <laughs> no way yeah to have a partner to help make this life easy especially with juggling all that you do and having a partner who supports you and understands you like it makes this journey earlier earlier you asked me like how do I do it all I have a great partner as well right mm -hmm. and I think you know going before we've lived a life where we've done it all by ourselves and that's how we've made it this far and so um the rest is just like easy smooth sailing and the fact that it's filled with love I think that's amazing um I know you have a poem to share with us today so the poem I'm going to share with you it's short it's very old but it's one of my favorites it just makes me smile and because I always share it with people that I really like and love and people who inspire me and that is you so I feel like you should hear it so it's called move me you move me shift my equilibrium like weights on a scale you tip the balance and upturn my spirit like stray hands in crowds you scatter my senses like wind in loose weave chaotic and free you move me like a riotous people lobbying for change, taking action against oppressors because things cannot always stay the same. You move me like waves shake ships that dare to slice their stillness, like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, Michelangelo's David and Othello's murderous love. You move me like the wise words of my father, the comforting embrace of my mother, 
and the enviable knowledge of an often distant brother move me and you do. Like displaced families trying to find homes, like refugees and emigres, you move me like men trying to chase thighs like the Red Sea convincingly. Like unashamed displays of humanity, you move me like humility. In a world polluted with pride, you undoubtedly move me. Thank you. You moved me with your words and how you just like presented that. You know, I know a lot of us, especially like as poets, are missing the stage, are missing being able to be with other poets and speak. So to see how I'm assuming this is inspired by Mr. V, you know, and how oh, actually it was written lit- 10 years before him. But wow, poem that goes over our wedding video. Wow. Yes, I, my friend composed um, the, like a piano piece for that poem. And I wanted that piece to be over our highlight reel. And I sent it to our videographer. What I didn't realize is I sent that and the version with, the, with me saying the poem. So they decided to, they liked it. So they used the version with me saying the poem and that's over our, our wedding video. I was like, oh, actually this works. This is cool. <laughs> you see you putting out those seeds and seeing them blossom in the year that's what we need to do we need to realize that we there's so much power in our words and our writing and our manifestations and our prayers and once we like keep that practice up we can find those signs in the future we just have to keep going you know so that was beautiful oh my god thank you so much Asumta how are you on your way Ooh. How am I on my way? Um, So when I was thinking about the answer to this question, it reminded me of, so two different people in my life at two completely different times who don't know each other have said to me, your gift will make room for you. And in this season of life, I love that scripture so much. Um, I am trying to embrace that. um, And I'm holding onto that quite tightly and I'm not hiding my various gifts anymore whether that's writing because oftentimes as writers we write and no one ever gets to see it but you never know who it might help even though it's helping you it could help somebody else if you just share it just try and then similarly with my event planning sometimes I play play it small uh, but now I'm just like you know what this is this is me this is who I am like share with other people all the different facets of myself I'm trying not to compartmentalize so much like it's okay to like multiple things and to do multiple things it's it's not a bad thing not everybody is built to just do one thing so I'm really trusting God in this season that my gift will make room for me so, and we'll, so the full um, scripture off the top of my head is like your gift will make room for you and will bring you before great men or kings or depending on the translation. So it doesn't just stop at like the gift making room for you. You will, like, I'm believing that I will connect with my tribe and I met you. So um, yeah, meeting people all across the world that I hopefully not only learn from as I'm learning from you, but can also teach things to you or inspire in some way. That's really my... I feel like that's my life's work to just help others and make others feel better about themselves. I never want somebody to um, leave me feeling worse. Hopefully they feel lighter after we've interacted. So I guess that's how I'm on my way. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I'm over here saying amen, amen. Amen. (laughs) 
because yes lord may he just continue to bless you to enter rooms to pour into others may people pour into you may you be uplifted as much as you uplift others because mm-hmm. i know to pour, like you know to do this work isn't easy and um mm-hmm. your tribe continue to hold you and encourage you and give you the words because yes Asapta, you are such a beautiful soul i'm so blessed to be able to call you my buddy my sis what like, you say? <laughs> I can't wait to the day we can finally meet and hug, whether it be <laughs> over there or you coming over here. We're coming to Puerto Rico. London is great. Yeah. <laughs> you come here after. We'll go there first. Bet, 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 bet. I've um, already talked to my husband and he was like, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's down. He's down. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um, tell the people where can they connect with you? Uh, where can, if they're in the UK, also be able to shop your services, book with you, all that fun stuff. Shout out your So many places. So it just depends on what you want me for. For the writing side, you can find me at www.assumpta.co.uk if you want to book me. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at assumpta, A-S-S-U-M-P-T-A underscore V. But if you're talking about the wedding planning side or event planning, I travel. You can fly me somewhere if you want. <laughs> My business is called Ave Creations. But um, on Instagram, everything is by or, or all socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, by Ave Creations. So that's B-Y-A-V-E Creations. <laughs> so yeah, look out for me. Show her love. Continue to pour into her book with her, like her work, her flower game crazy okay <laughs> oh, well you can have a little exclusive i'm launching a new like it compartment of my business all flowers specific like at the moment i am surrounded by flowers look at that <laughs> you see amazing 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 thank you so much for something like can't wait to see what you continue to do can't wait to see you continue to grow as a poet as a writer as a person as a wife like sister like this is for the long run you ain't getting rid of me so get used yeah to you're stopping me <laughs> exactly for yes. life. i'm not going anywhere <laughs> thank you everybody for listening i hope you were inspired by her words to keep her memory to make room for yourself and your truth and to bring love and light in everything that you do this is isa cosette y'all be blessed